behind the scenes, but officially a chief diversity officer has been two years. Okay. In that time, again, you can see the progress, you can see the hospitality, and it didn't feel like we were out of place to me. Absolutely not. And it should feel like you're every other fan, maybe even more that more so. I mean, there's folks who we talk internally about making sure our new fans have a new fan experience, making sure that, you know, I work in hospitality mm -hmm. and making sure people who maybe who don't, who, they don't know where to park. They get here. I get it all the time. I have no clue where to sit. This is a big place from mm -hmm. the outside. People are like, oh, OK. And then they get inside and they're like, I have no clue where I am. I have no clue where my seats are. I got to walk all the way down there. And so I will jump in my golf cart and take somebody someplace new. I will walk with you personally around here because it is a large venue. But if you treat people like that, they get it, they understand it, and they start saying, you know what, this is my home. And when my family comes from out of town, I want them to see something that I know that they could never see anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I want them to see this race. And if you sit there and explain to them drafting, you explain to them the pits, you explain to them how they could pick a car. I always have somebody pick a car. My mother's favorite driver is willpower. And willpower usually is in the front. Mm -hmm. And so I say pick willpower. And I teach them that, how to track and how to learn about racing it so that they know what they're seeing. You can't get into racing watching it on TV. Mm -hmm. You have to come out here. Mm -hmm. you know say that we were never, and by we I mean people of color, black and brown, I won't say we were never welcome here, but not invited. And I think this, what you've done and, and what Mr. Penske has done in the, in the short time that he's owned the place is we've been invited. And how can you get involved in something and find out that you like something if you've never seen it? You talked about the different jobs that are here, the different positions, the different ways you can immerse yourself with being here. And I think that's one of the major places where you have to start by showing people you're not only welcome here, but you're invited here. This is what we have for you. Yeah, and I think people don't know, you've got to know your history and things, right? So there was a brother named Charlie Wiggins. If mm -hmm. you don't know, know who this brother is, it's actually a monument here in Indianapolis for Charlie Wiggins. Go on PBS and watch Golden Glory. Charlie Wiggins is widely considered one of the greatest racers of his time of any color. It was back in the 1920s. And he and other black drivers of his time were not permitted or allowed. It's not really clear. But clearly, they did not race at the Indianapolis 500. And so they started a thing called Golden Glory, much like the Negro Baseball League. They raced Golden Glory at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. Not only did Charlie Wiggins race, his wife raced. He was a phenomenal driver, won everything. Knowing our history, knowing about Willie T. Ribs, if you haven't watched mm -hmm. Uppity on Netflix, good show to watch to understand the history of Willie T. Ribs, who was the first African-American to qualify for the Indy 500. Bill Cosby was his sponsor. He used his service merchandise. Some of y'all may remember the service merchandise commercials. Every dime that he made in service merchandise went to Willie T. with one condition, that Bill Cosby would never have to come to a race. <laughs> People don't know about... Um, you know, uh, Wendell Scott, Wendell mm -hmm. Scott, first African-American to win, to participate in NASCAR and won a NASCAR race and was not allowed or recognized as the winner because the promoter was scared that he would be uh, that, the, that the track would be torn apart because the winners back then used to have to kiss the white um, NASCAR girls who mm -hmm. were there. And so they took the win away from him simply for that reason only. And only in 2020 did they finally recognize that Wendell Scott won that race and was the first African-American to win a NASCAR race. So to say that we weren't welcome, yeah, there's some there's some background to that with mm -hmm. the Dixie flag and some of the things mm -hmm. that went on. But then you see what Bubba Wallace has done mm -hmm. and you look at the movie Race and it talks about his story. You look at some of the transformations that's going on recently and what we're trying to do. I started a diverse leadership and motorsport program here where we've got seven students of color who are interning all summer starting them young being immersed in a pipeline and not only were they with us 
The coach spent a day with them in their leadership. The Pacers spent a day with them in their leadership. NCAA spent a day with them in their leadership. And the Indians, the uh, Lucas Oil Race Wheel, they all spent time with our leadership program, our cohort, to help develop them. So we're not only developing pipelines in motorsports, we're developing pipelines in sports. Look up Miles Rowe. Miles Rowe is one of our drivers for Force Indy. If you ever met this young man, we call him Little Michael Jackson. He is a hell of a driver. In his mm -hmm. second year, he is leading the championship in USF 2000, that first level of IndyCar. He is a superstar. His parents, everything. This is an African-American driver that would make anybody proud. Follow this brother now because even Oprah Winfrey said he's one of the top 50 people to follow in this country right now. We discovered him. Rod Reed, who is the uh, owner of uh, Force Indies, discovered him, invested in him, and now he is showing improvement in only his second year on track. We also have our Force Indy race team who has black engineers and our black driver, Ernie Francis. Those engineers started in a program we have here called NXG Youth Motorsports. That's a program that's lasted for 16 years. It's for kids 11 to 16 years old. They can come here and race go-karts in the track while learning STEM concepts. The engineers from that team started in that program 16 years ago. Some of them went to Purdue, went, became engineers there, went in a motorsports program, couldn't get a job on any team here. I used to have to beg for tickets for them to get on. Mm -hmm. Now they are engineers, not only for Force Indy, but on race days, sometimes they're, they're crewing for Penske. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it touches my heart because we're creating opportunities for people who I know wanted to do it. And there was no path, and now there is. And that means something for the kid that's sitting at home watching racing, and maybe their parents don't understand it, but they understand mm -hmm. it. For the kid who's always been in cars and said, I, you know, but they end up working at a dealership. No, I want you out here at the highest level mm -hmm. and that's what we're trying to track and create you are hitting this head on um and, and that is clear what has that been difficult because you make it sound easy has it been difficult to get where you are right now it's always difficult but it's worth it you know and, and one of the things is i work and i've merged my passion with my profession I, I think very few people are blessed i'm blessed by god to come from where i've come from from the south side of chicago who didn't know anything about racing or motorsports i just like fast stuff I like fast cars. I'm the president of the largest motorcycle club in the state, 317 Riders MC, and I developed a relationship through my motorcycle club with the track. We promoted MotoGP when it was here, mm -hmm. and they paid us to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I did a charity event for the Christopher House. Okay. We bought 8,000 bikers of color here, largest number of people who had ever been here. And back then, it was a brother named Paul Riley, knowing your history. Paul Riley was the president, was the uh, head of facilities, vice mm -hmm. president of facilities for the track. He got us in the back door. I told him I was only going to have 200 people here for a charity event. It ended up being 8,000. And I remember him at that time crying, literally crying tears, welcome everybody. Say, I never saw, I thought I'd see this many black people here. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, at the time, I didn't work here, but I was like, we could do this all the time, Paul. And little did I know that I would have the opportunity on this stage to do it at a higher level, that I would be doing an interview with WTLC and Hot 96.3 on race day looking at the Pagoda. It chokes me up right now because... I keep telling all these chief diversity officers of these organizations, you got to fight, man. We got an opportunity to do some really great things, but you got to want it. You got to be willing to be in these boardrooms, to be at the table with these CEOs, and fight for your people mm -hmm. because you have the opportunity now. I don't know how long it's going to last. Mm -hmm. You know, these things go in waves, mm -hmm. up, down, up, down. Mm -hmm. But right now, if you're not fighting, I don't know what you're in it for. So, you know, it's hard, but... It can't be no harder than what Martin Luther King faced. It can't be no more harder than what Malcolm X faced. It can't be no what's harder than so many Harriet Tubman faced. 
You got to take the moment, seize it, and grab everything you can, every way you can, to make sure that our future generations have opportunities that we don't. You're listening live to Open Lines here on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC live from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Just a couple hours ahead of the Verizon 200 here at the Brickyard. It is today at 2.30, and they want you to come out here. That's why Open Lines is broadcasting live from out here. And I got to tell you, we are not in some back cubby hole at the at the track. We are not, you know, <laughs> we didn't get the basic ticket. I mean, I am sitting in the middle of the track right by the pagoda the start place where line. you the start right at the start line right where you go get your trophy when you become a champion of the race i mean we are literally front and center when you walk into the gate you're going to see the wtlc at hot 96.3 booth so one thank you for the warm welcome it it is felt and i hope that our listeners feel man if that's how they're doing us we need to go out there and support jimmy who's trying to support us um, and so one, thank you, because like I said, the hospitality has, has been amazing both today and for the for the Indianapolis uh, 500 back in May. Outside of today, you talked about some of the other things, whether it's, you know, getting the young people involved. Um, the track is here three, 365. Yeah. So if you can't make it out today, talk about some of the other ways people can come see. I heard Cam and Jimmy talking on the radio about this place. Let me go check it out. What can they come see next week if they can't see, come here today? Cam, I got to say the Indy 500 because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the Indy 500. First of all, the tickets don't cost $1,500. Now, you got a kid who grown, you got kids who've grown up here that don't understand the following. I want all your listeners to hear this. You can get an Indianapolis 500 race ticket for $25 right now. You can get a general admission ticket for $25. Kids 15 and under are free general admission. Okay. Okay? So you can bring five kids, your six kids, your nine grandkids. And I'm not being funny because <laughs> I got five grandkids myself. Mm -hmm. You can bring your kids for free 15 and under. You can bring your own food in your cooler. Mm -hmm. You don't have to come out here and buy a $5 bottle of water or a $20 hamburger. You can, as long as you follow the cooler guidelines, everybody bring a cooler, bring your own water, bring your own food. And for some of y'all, bring your own alcohol. Just don't bring it in glass. Right. You can bring your own alcohol. Now, you can't do that at the Pacers. You can't do that at the Colts. You can't do that at IU. You can't do that at any other sporting event. So for basically $50, you can get in here and enjoy the greatest spectacle of racing on the largest single-day sporting event in the world. We have 350,000 people here last May. It was an absolutely beautiful day. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. We have invited just this year alone, I've invited and hosted probably over 13,000 people of color mm -hmm. for their first time between the five month of May and now. And everybody I've invited has said they had a fantastic time and they can't wait to come back. They all want free tickets next year. <laughs> right. But we're trying to get you to a point where you buy your own ticket at some point. I can't just keep giving y'all free tickets. We're going to give other people, right. you know, I want everybody to get a new experience. Right. But people came out here and said, I can't believe it. I can't mm -hmm. believe that, that, that this is an opportunity. So again, this is not something where you're gonna spend thousands and thousands of dollars. And you shouldn't grow up in this community and have your child grow up and not have this be a part of it because it's a talking point. What some people don't realize is mm -hmm. these experiences are professional experiences as well. You want your child to be able to be in a room with other professionals and when they say stuff about the 500, mm -hmm. they have some concept yep. of what's yep. being talked about. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? I, yep. It's just yep. like golf. I don't play golf, but then I had to play golf so, because yes. I had to know the basic concepts. Yes. So when I was in rooms with people who play golf, mm -hmm. I could relate. 
when you're in Indiana, you need to bring your child to the 500 so that when they're in rooms with people who know the 500, they can relate. And so there's a little bit of that. Even if you're not into racing, you're in a community that's about racing. You want your child to know about racing. Bring them out here so they experience it. Other than the 500, we have another Grand Prix that's in the month of May. We have a Ferrari weekend event. Father's Day, every Father's Day, we have what's called Sports, uh, Sports Vintage Racing Invitational. Those are cars that we all grew up with. You know, your daddy's Corvette, your mm -hmm. daddy's Mustang, mm -hmm. your daddy's Camaro, all of those cars, Firebirds, they're out there. These are fathers racing with their families, mothers racing with their families. Um, and on October, big weekend, October, October 7th and 8th, we have SRO World GT mm -hmm. Challenge. Really great event for getting up close to cars mm -hmm. and racing. We invite a lot of the community out to that. We probably have about three, 4,000 members of the community who are diverse who are already scheduled to come out for that. So if you're interested in that, please reach out. If you have a nonprofit group, school, uh, organization, we want you to come out for that, and I can accommodate you for that. Uh, so you can get that experience. But we really have events here every weekend. Mm -hmm. We have a BMW experience where you can come out here yourself. You can come out here yourself mm -hmm. and drive BMWs. Uh, we have also a, a Chevy experience, same thing. You could come out here yourself and drive your experience. And there was a lot of times when organizations come from out of town. And they, when Urban League came here, we gave we had an event sponsored here at Urban League. We're very intentional about reaching out to different organizations and making sure that they have their receptions here. Kappas, when the Kappas mm -hmm. came, shout out to Kappa Alpha Psi, my fraternity. When we came, we had events here. So we're constantly trying to engage. For those of you who know, Expo's Gala mm -hmm. was held here. Um, for those of you who got mad about Expo when they tried to have the concert out at right. the drag strip, it was actually going to be here first. We couldn't do it because we had a conflict. So I take the blame. I tell everybody I'm the one that moved it out to the drag strip because that's the only other option mm -hmm. we had. But even that, people don't know about our history in drag racing. We have a long history in drag racing. Well, you, you Talk know, to your people. You know, you mentioned having something to relate to. And a lot of what black and brown people relate to the track is that on race day, I don't leave the house if you live on the west side. I grew up over here. I, I lived at just down the street of Waterfront Apartments uh, on 16th Street and High School Road, uh, and then over at 38th and High School Road. On race day weekend, you stayed in the house. And even now, I still live close enough to where I can hear the cars from my house right now. And you're missing out on, on so much that's literally in your backyard so that you can say more than yeah, I know the track. I've never been. It's amazing how many people live right next to this track and have never stepped foot in here. We need to get out the house. It's, it's money outside the house. And I'm going to tell you a story. There's a lot of people who say they stay in the house, but if you talk to some old school cats, a lot of people sell newspapers here. Mm -hmm. You talk to some old school brothers, they'll be like, hey, I used to sell newspapers at the track. Mm -hmm. Or me and my family used to sell corn. Or me and my mm -hmm. family. Some people was making commerce. Mm -hmm at the track because mm -hmm. they understood if there's 300,000 people there, that's $300,000 there. Mm -hmm. And if I can get one of those dollars from all of those 300,000 people, that's $300,000 I can make. How do you think all of these homes on uh -huh. this side, why they sell all their front yards that's and some of them have say. paid for their homes just off parking. parking. But on the other side of the bridge, for some reason, nobody has gotten the idea that I could at least sell the grass in the front of my house mm -hmm. for a place to park. People have created whole resort areas mm -hmm. right in Speedway for the folks that they know are coming every year for the track. I'm looking at a brother right now who's walking away, who's about to be running the track logistically right now, who he didn't stay in the house, and he's now in charge of our operations. Well, we Just get, started this we year. We need to get him over here. You know what I'm saying? So we have opportunities here 
for people to come and learn and work and develop and be in the track, but you got to be willing to come out the house and see an opportunity that's at your front door and in your backyard. We can only offer the jobs. If anybody follows me on social media, I post every single job that we have at the track, which I don't know why everybody doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. But if I post a job and I make the offer, it's real. What's his name? It's real. James, you want to come over? James, James, you've been drafted. We're gonna take a commercial gonna, break real quick. They gonna take, they James, I want you to sit down, and we're gonna introduce we're gonna introduce you to James Davis, who I'm told will soon be running the place. Brandon I and know, Chase. I know you. <laughs> Brandon and Chase. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll go ahead and combine the break, do one break, and come back uh, with more open lines live from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in just about five minutes. I'm Cameron Riddle. We're back after this. Back to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle on Hot 96.3. And we are back live at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, just hours ahead of the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC and on our, what, on our Facebook page and on our website because, you know, I'm a TV guy who's always been on the radio, started in radio. And I gotta say one, I'm impressed with our time here at the five at the track, our technical stuff on the radio, but also there is a three camera setup showing what we are doing here at IMS run by our David Woods. We struggle sometimes in television to get one camera up and this dude is running a switcher with cameras, three cameras streaming and it looks flawless. So David Woods, along with Nick Lopez, Swift's out here, David Gray. Uh, this has been flawless and, and I am utterly impressed, but also impressed with the access that we have been given here at the Indy 500. You know, for those of you who have been listening to the show, you know I, I work in television as well. And the access that I'm getting today as the host of Open Lines to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is better than the access that I was getting would have been getting as a reporter at Channel 6 and some of the access that other reporters in town get. These passes that I have can get me anywhere on this property. I'm almost as accessible as James Davis, who is Jimmy McMillan just introduced us to before the commercial break, is somebody who is going to be running the place. He is currently, what did I say, the EOM, that stands for Event Operations Manager, a nickname I just made up for event operations manager. James Davis, uh, I'm going to tell you because this is, is uh, radio. He's black and he's in charge. And for that, that fact alone is uh, probably surprising to a lot of people. James, step up to this mic right here. Tell us about you. Uh, tell Indianapolis James Davis is and let them know you got black folks who are in charge here. Yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? You're loud and clear. Sound good. Okay. Yeah. So, let's see, I, I've been coming to the track since I was seven or eight years old. Um, been a race fan really my whole life. Uh, anything from NASCAR, IndyCar, drag racing. Uh, so, my family uh, exposed me to it at a young age. So, you know, when I was a kid, you know, we would come out here probably about once a year. Uh, that's really all we could afford at the time mm -hmm. and uh, the Brickyard 400 was like my weekend that was Christmas okay me. and you know as a kid I tried go-karting because I, I wanted to become a professional driver um, and of course you know in racing 
money is everything. You know, you have yes. to have, you got to pair the money with the talent. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, hard to come by, you know, whoever you are, but, you know, especially when you're a black driver, that's even harder. You know, we typically have less wealth running through our families, mm -hmm. generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and as Jimmy was talking, that's something that I wanted to talk about that people don't realize how much money you can make getting involved in racing and whatever part of this you want to be involved in. There is money in this. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look just at this weekend, uh, between IndyCar and then the NASCAR Xfinity and Cup Series, mm -hmm. we had almost 100 cars here. Wow. You know, this weekend. Mm -hmm. And each one of those cars, you know, not only do you need a driver, but you need mechanics. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. You need people that can work on the car. You need PR people mm -hmm. that can promote you. Mm -hmm. uh, people that can go out there and get the sponsorship, those dollars for you. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have to have managers that can manage all that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at racing, you have all these positions at the track level, mm -hmm. at the team level, at the series level uh, that, you know, control all the rules and regulations in that series. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very deep. You know, it's just like the NFL and NBA. You got exposed, as you said, as, 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 as a little kid when you were seven or eight years old. Is, is that the key to really walking you here? Because you, somebody showed it to you. How, explain that to me. Absolutely. Uh, for me as a kid, I kind of I found it on my own at first, mm -hmm. just watching it on TV. Um, you know, I was always kind of drawn to cars, you know, as a kid, mm -hmm. you like anything that's fast loud mm -hmm. you know uh, for me it was Jeff Gordon you okay. know because when I was a kid he was in the rainbow car so as a kid I liked all the colors <laughs> so that was my favorite driver so for so so is it fair to say are you a race nerd is that fair uh, extreme yeah okay okay <laughs> so so then you can check some of my fast facts because I have to do my homework I've been to the track a couple okay. times and I've been to the 500 twice uh -huh. um, and I'm amazed by the experience, the fast cars, it's loud, they're zooming by, the enthusiasm. Um, is it okay to say that, I mean, everybody's kind of watching the, for a crash, right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Average. It sounds yeah. bad, but we all kind of want to see a car crash, which I've seen here. Yeah. Thankfully, everybody <laughs> was okay. So I'm not the only one. But a lot of people say, why would I want to watch the Indy 500 or, or NASCAR when they just go in circles all day. But today, that's not what happens, right? Because today is different from the 500. See, the 500 you do, I have this written down. Indianapolis 500 is 500 miles. People think it's 500 laps. It's 500 miles, right? which amounts to about 200 laps uh -huh. in a circle, in an oval. Yeah. Today is different. Some would say... Uh, the Verizon 200 is going to be more exciting because it's a road course. Mm -hmm. It is not just going in circles. It is making left and right turns on basically you could think of it as like driving a race through downtown. It's supposed to be what it kind of simulates driving through yeah. the city streets. So that's more opportunity for crashes. So for some people, that's more, it's more exciting. And that's 200 miles of of running through a large portion of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah. Is that about right? Yeah, that's right. So this is also one of the biggest days in I for NASCAR. This is a huge 
I was I was watching reading and that this is one of the most well attended events. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that is because because of this track. You know, we are the racing capital of the world. We were one of the first tracks that was purposely built to see how fast a car can run. That was the primary purpose of this track. You know, back, you know, when the track was built in 1909, you know, we were happy just to have cars, but back then the roads weren't strong enough to go 70 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So that's why this was built. So if you're any major racing series in the world, you want to race here. You know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway carries a lot of weight in the racing world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like the Wrigley Field, you know, mm -hmm. baseball. Um, it, it's similar to that. So, you know, the, the, the broadcast is going so well, I'm going to make it a little more complicated. And the <laughs> engineers and producers are, are going to kill me if this doesn't work because it's been flawless. So let's try and take some phone calls because I know the phones are ringing. Uh, Brandon, just text me with, with who you have. If folks want to ask questions of James or Jimmy, uh, they're both here about the track. I have to repeat the question for him because I'm the only one can hear. Mm -hmm. But call 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Open lines from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway right now on 106.7 WTLC and on Hot 96.3. So uh, if you got a question, call us on our live line and ask, get some information from Jimmy, get some information from uh, James, James, can I ask you how old you are? <laughs> yes, I, I look older than I really am, but I'm only 24. I, that, that's about right. You know, black <laughs> don't crack, so I was expecting yeah. that. W what age did you start working here? I started working here uh, my first year as an intern. I think I was 21. Yeah, so I've been here technically since off and on since 2018 as an intern but full-time earlier this year okay is there any other place that you would have ascended as quickly as you did to be the event operations manager i mean jimmy says you're running the place uh, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say i'm running the place but um for me getting to where i'm at now as a manager it's you know, making sure you're around people that you want to be like. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew at a young age, if I wasn't able to race, I wanted to work in racing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming from Indianapolis, growing up here, this was one of my goals, mm -hmm. is to work here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're young, in high school, going into college, you know, for us, you have to be 18 here, because mm -hmm. all the, you know, danger right, of right. racing. Um, just try to get your foot in the door. And then once you get your foot in the door, don't leave. Okay. That's what I did. Swift, can you come over real quick? Yes, sir. B Swift is out here working early. He's got his manager hat on, making sure the <laughs> broadcast has been flawless. I asked Swift to come over here because um, outside of all your titles here at the radio station, they, they call you the, the mayor of radio. Right. So you've been around. <laughs> You've been to, to every event venue yep. in Indianapolis, every club, every place. Yeah. How does your experience of what you've been seeing here at the track compare to anything else you've been doing? Uh, it's amazing. The hospitality, you know what I mean? The openness, again, and I, I've been out here a few times, but I think this year for us, for me anyway, has been the best. You know what I mean? To be able to be up close and personal, go through the pits, 
talk to drivers. We we interviewed Bubba Wallace a few days ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the first time since I've been here decades mm -hmm. that we've been able to get access to things like mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So I, it, it's been an amazing partnership that we created these last few years to be able to come here and, and do things. What would you say to the people that, that you talk to who would say they don't want us out there at the track? That's not true. Um, they want us here. We should be here. Like, I've been a fan of NASCAR. I grew up around this area. You know what I mean? My father used to, we never got into the race as a kid, but my father used to bring us out here early morning. We'll stand right outside the main entrance, mm -hmm. watch the start on the big screen, and then walk back over to the Speedway Apartments, Copper Tree, when I lived in Copper Tree at one point. Okay. You know what I mean? So, but nah, they want us here. You should want to be here. Like, it's, me and Jimmy was talking yesterday, and it's crazy because you get kids who jump in the car as early and want to drive fast, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sit there, and this is a great way to show them that there's another lane. Bro, there's a lot of money in racing, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's basketball money, it's baseball money, it's soccer money, it's football money, and there's race money, mm -hmm. and you can do it, you know what I mean? So I think this is a great thing for people like us to come and see, mm -hmm. and it's different. Again, it's not driving in a circle. It's it's this is the road course, so it's mm -hmm. dope to see this road course open and see how cars, how fast these cars is going. And, and one of my favorite parts is, I get to see Bubba Wallace, bro. Mm -hmm. Bubba looks like me. Mm -hmm. His owner is Michael Jordan, who looks like me. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, one of the owners of his team. So that makes it even more exciting to be here this weekend. What um, for you, Swift? Just just talk about for me the. Again, I guess the. When you you've been here over the years, yeah, l little little bits and pieces. Talk about how it's changed. You've been, I know you've done Snake Pit, you've been in the stands, but talk about how this year is different. The progression, I think, of, you've seen more of us out I, here. That, that's been the part for me, us seeing us to see people like James in the position that he's in. I've never seen a lot of us being these type of roles, so it's dope to come out here and be able to say, yo, he not just regular like right. he got a great position he's the boss over here you know what i mean and then just seeing the fans um to see them out here people out here yesterday it was a lot of us out here walking around and enjoying what was going mm -hmm. on between the two races so that's where it gets dope to see people having that open mind of let's go out there to the track mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on mm -hmm. they got food they got games and they got cars that's driving fast let's go be nosy and see what that is and i think that's how a lot of this starts when it comes to being interested is being nosy and like you know what let me go peek my head in the phone lines are open and the phone lines are ringing 317-239-9696 i hear the phone lines are working so let's try it live from the indianapolis motor speedway on our hotline good morning who's this hey you know i sold papers out of the 500 from 71 through 75 that's a blood sport out there and you know the reason this gentleman is out there now and black people are out there over at the legislature, Cameron, uh, mm -hmm. Senator uh, Mike, uh, uh, the, the one of the senators over there, is working with the 500-mile race and the Penske team to get a $1 billion issue from the state of Indiana to upgrade their track. So that's why they're hawking all the diversity and stuff. They're using black people again to get a billion dollars from the Indiana state legislature for those uh, wealthy people. Roger Penske's a good man. But he found he made a bad deal when he purchased that property because he can't move it, right? So uh, they're over the legislature right now. I know all of their lobbyists, seen them over there for a long time, uh, and they're over there now trying to get a billion dollars. Right. That's why you have this guy setting up in there. We can't keep forcing right. ourselves Thank on you, people. If you want a racing team, we, our, go our, ahead and have it. I was mad 
when the uh, 500 shifted to having all these other races. When you have a star, hey, they got to diversify out here, but that's what makes it exciting, Larry. Thank you for the call. 317 239 9696. 317 239 9696. Hey, um, Chase, make sure uh, the, the phone is turned up and, and program there as well. Um, 317-239-9696-317-239-9696. Someone said they were having some trouble uh, hearing uh, Larry. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Who's this? Hey, who's this? And so I took him one year when he was about 11 or 12 when the race was postponed. The Indianapolis 500 was postponed a couple of times, so they gave away free tickets. So we went, and he had a good time. And, and I, I understand why a lot of African Americans don't want to go out there. I can I worked out there for for a few years. You know, I worked at the airport. I can understand the reasons why a lot of people don't want to be out there. You know, because they don't have anything for us out there. They don't have any acts. If you don't like country music, what are you going for? You know, it's like going to the fairgrounds. You know, some nights they have people there that you want to see. So you don't mind spending some money out there. And there is a lot of money to be made in NASCAR and in open wheel racing. It's a beautiful facility. I mean, I can walk there in 10 minutes, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's a lovely race. I've watched it, you know, in other places in the country. So, I mean, ain't that people don't want to go out there. They don't feel welcome out there. Now, maybe it didn't change quite a bit. Hey, you know, Brandon, I dollars think, dollars. I, Brandon, I think I'm you the know, only no one who can hear the callers. So, Brandon, you have to hit the phone you know, on the uh, like top dial. I can hear the callers loud and clear, but nobody else can. So, make sure you got the phone pot turned on. And when you answer the phone, you answer it on the top uh, column there so everybody else can hear but I can hear the callers loud and clear everybody so, else apparently you know, not you know, uh, you thank you for the call I'm going to stop you right there because nobody else can hear you you're just talking to me um, but 317 239-9696 317-239-9696 a couple minutes left here at the track uh, Jimmy or Swift can you come here just for a hot second um, uh, what some of the people couldn't hear was a caller who was just talking to me and he said he would come out to the track but there's not enough side acts and, and musicians and, and different things that are brought out here to the track for us i would like to point out that today radio one's very own lamar campbell is going to be giving the uh, performing the national anthem for the race so with that jimmy can you just speak to what he was trying to say is that there's not there needs to be more outside the race. Yes, we definitely do need to increase our uh, entertainment offers. I will say that we've had more stay in the time here uh, this year. We okay. had Cool in the Gang here, I think, three years ago. Before, right before COVID, we had Cool in the Gang here. And I fought very hard. Believe it or not, I'm still fighting the fight if, if we can get them here to get uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays here one year. Um, and that's real. So we, we every day, every year, we analyze talent, particularly around the 500. This year, we don't have mm -hmm. any music in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, Yesterday when the track closed, the track closed. Um, we have, if you come out here, I know people are used to hearing a lot of country music. Mm -hmm. Ask anybody who's been out here. During the day, mm -hmm. you hear a mixture of music now. I mm -hmm. look at the playlist myself. <laughs> we, we do not just play country music all day, every day out here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You will hear some Snoop Dogg. Uh -huh. You will hear some hip-hop. You will hear some R&B. You will hear a little bit of everything. You will be shocked. I've had black people literally look up to me and ask me like I took over the, the broadcast right, with my phone. Cord in? Right, right. I put my ox cord in. No, I did not. We are purposely and intentionally playing a variety of music so that you will not just hear country music. And we are looking for a variety of acts. And if you look at our last couple of uh, anthem performer, performers, our national anthem performers, if you look at our last couple of uh, 
people who have sung uh, different songs here. On, on We've used spaces where we could to get diverse folks into our talent pool. Now, mm -hmm. the Snake Pit is EDM. So the performance right. has had, Afri actually we've had African American DJs in the Snake Pit, mm -hmm. whether you realize mm -hmm. it or not. Ours. Yeah, yeah. Woo Kid was here. We've had African American performers. But I will say this, EDM is in international. Mm -hmm. If you can't come to the Snake Pit and just feel the energy, that's not a color thing. If you go to the Snake Pit and you about that, my mama, who's here standing behind me, my mama went to the Snake Pit and danced with a naked man. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no, no. In the Snake Pit, she did. I have the I had the video. All he had on was some checkered draws. She said. She said he he pulled me in. My mama, who goes to church, is a good good usher. At Eastern Star got pulled in at the snake pit. And if she can come here and dance and have a good time, you can too. Let me go to the phones. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. I'm told Terry is on our live line. Terry, good morning. Yo yo yo. What's up, man? Good morning. How you doing? What's on your mind? Man, I'm just telling, man. I gotta go get that mixtape, man. Thank you, Terry. Three one seven two three nine. We lost Terry. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. Jimmy James, um, Jimmy, you were talking about how people can get jobs here. Just, just tell us about uh, James's path and how he is proof of what can be done. I, I get proud every time I see James, every time I see Darian, who's in our, our special events area, Kristen Whedon, who's our head of HR, head of all our HR for IndyCar, IMS, and IMS Productions, and who is truly running things around here. Every time I see what the, the strides we've made, but I'm gonna tell you something that's even more obvious. Do y'all see all the kids around here working in special, the IMS special guest experiences, uh, Quest Staffing, who Terrell Giles is the owner of Quest Staff and the people that he's had working in our events, uh, and that's his company that's hired to do it, Reliable. Uh, and Darren, that's a black-owned staffing company. All of the organizations, Delta Sigma Theta has been working out here for years, making money for their organizations. We hire a number of black organizations that come out here that do, they work in the stands, mm -hmm. they check tickets. They have been, you walk around here all day and you see people of color who are working jobs in concessions, mm -hmm. either working for their organizations or working for themselves or working with Levy, people who are selling merchandise. There are jobs here and those are opportunities and you can't downplay that, mm -hmm. right? In an economy and an environment such as we have, everything counts and everything matters. And it's a point of personal pride to me whenever I see that our folks are taking advantage of those opportunities from the executive level to the logistical level to the engineering level. You go up and down the pits now. Um, and in the Arrow McLaren pit, I think there's three brothers mm -hmm. that are on the Arrow McLaren team uh, that have worked every event that I've seen. They're mm -hmm. permanent members of the team. And they have come to me looking for more brothers to work mm -hmm. in Arrow McLaren in the engineering space. So the desire is there. We have to get out the house, as you said, mm -hmm. Cam. Mm -hmm. Come out the house, see what's available. Because here's what I see. I see mothers and fathers who don't want to bring you at 8 and 9 and 10 to this. But then when you turn 24 and 25 and you laying up on their couch, mm -hmm. then I get a phone call and say, hey, what can you do, Jimmy, to get my son out of my house and get him working at the Indianapolis 500? And I say, it should have started like James when mm -hmm. he was 7. Now that they're 25, it's too late. It's too late for me to try to inspire them now. I want to inspire them while they're young so that now mm -hmm. I can walk with them along in a path of, okay, if you want to get here, this is what you need to do in school. Well, let me, ask, let me ask you two questions. One, 
someone on uh, uh, Dwayne Gibson's watching us on our live stream. He wants to know how much does it cost to attend? And then my question for you is, so for the teachers and principals listens, how can we get a load of school buses out here to get kids to see the track? Okay, so how much does it cost to attend? I think today, if you bought your ticket today, because it's the day of general admission, I think it's like $50, $45, $50. Uh, $40. $40. $40, okay. $40 general admission. Which, by the way, is less than it is to get into Kings Island. Yes, $40 general admission, and really less because your kids, 15 and under, are free. And really less because you can bring your own food, which I advise you to do in a cooler so you don't have to pay for the $5.50 bottle of water. And you can tailgate here. You can bring the grill. You can make breakfast. You can make dinner outside of the track. And I just saw a sign. I don't know how long it's going to last, but one of our digital signs says free parking outside. I think it's while it lasts, but it's free parking. I think there's some free parking spaces outside, right, Jane? Yeah, I can speak to that. So our north side of our track, uh, we call it the North 40 or uh -huh. 7. Uh -huh. It's free all weekend. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It, we do that in May as well. And I also like to speak to our ticket prices. Uh -huh. It's cheaper than going to a Pacers game, mm -hmm. a Colts game. Mm -hmm. The Indy 500, just to get in the door, $35. The largest sporting event in the world. In the world. In Bigger the world. than the, this is the greatest. They call the Indy 500 the greatest spectacle in racing. Yes. And this place alone, we, we always talk about the size and how many different things can fit inside of here. If you're not into the race, you can come here for the atmosphere. Bring your family. Bring bring the truck and the grill. I had some friends here for the 500. They made breakfast for everybody. Then they went inside and they were here for the concerts and for dinner and for everything. They make a whole weekend out of it we've only got about a minute left in the show jimmy you talked about some of those jobs and opportunities i'm going to close the show with if for people's attention that you have got where do they go to find out more so when i ask you a question about the buses first, okay okay they need to reach out to me jimmy mcmillan j mcmillan at brickyard.com we're setting up events and visits for October 6th and 7th SRO World GT Weekend. If you have an organization, a group that you want to come out, please reach out to Jimmy McMillan at jmcmillan at brickyard.com. We'd love to have and host those organizations with you. When it comes to jobs, go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway website. Scroll to the bottom where it says careers. Please click on the career links. We have jobs that update all the time. We have a college experience program that usually starts advertising in my October, November. We rehire literally hundreds of college students. Reach out to me directly on that. If you have a student that's in college that's interested in that program, our diverse leadership and motorsports program, that, that uh, activity will be, applications will go out in October for our 2023 uh, experience. Jimmy McMillan, James Davis, thank you for coming on the show and having us here at the 500 again. I know, unless you're watching the stream, you can't see that again, we are not out in some back corner in some lot across the street. I am in the literal center right outside the Pagoda Command at the starting line broadcasting this show. That is the warm welcome and how uh, wide the arms from Roger Pinsky, you, Jimmy, uh, James and all, all of your staff have been for us here at the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So with that, I encourage you, if you have anything to do today, come on out here free to the 500. Camp. Free James parking. James said free parking. James said free parking. I need our people to hear free parking. I don't know what more free stuff you want, man. Free parking. Free. Free parking. Yep. parking. I'm in off of 30th Street. Come in, come in off of 30th Street. 30th Street, gate 10. Free parking. Okay. You don't have that far to walk. I know y'all don't like walking. Is. If you, again, if you went to Kings Island, you will walk. So come on. Come. Come on down here. The race starts today at 2.30. 
I got to send a huge shout out to our uh, staff here. Brandon and Chase back in the studio, flawless. Cam, what's Nick, the temp today? 81? What's that? I got to get all of it. It's 81. It's not too hot. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Seven, it's 72 we, degrees We ain't going to come right out now. if it's too hot or it's too cold. It's 80-some degrees. It's right there. Sweet spot. is the high today. Come out today. You got to come out here. It's been flawless from David uh, to Nick uh, to both Davids, the promotions team, and Swift, and everybody here at IMS. Thank you. We just broadcasted a live show on two radio stations at the same time. That's hard to do, and we did it flawlessly with y'all's help. Coming up on Hot 96 3, Swift is here with more from the track. And on TLC, we will be here all this afternoon, but the hour of power with Reverend Al Sharpton is seconds away. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We'll be back here, same time, same stations, next Sunday, live at 8.